The Word of God says, Is any sick among you? Let them call on the elders of the church and let them pray for them, and the prayer of faith will make them whole. If you are sick in any part of your body and need healing, why not join us for the next special healing school, Saturday the 7th of December at 6.30 p.m. at Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles. Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, West Sussex, RH10-8DS. Please call 07938-494-294 or visit solutionchapel.org for further details. The Special Healing School, Saturday the 7th of December, is free and open to everyone. Come and receive your healing. The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. So Jesus is, 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 is comparing and contrasting the difference between us and God. Jesus is saying, we are evil. Men are evil. The Bible says that the heart of man is desperately wicked. So that means in man there is evil, there is wickedness. So love is the master key. Once you have love, once you pray, the heavens will be open. Have you noticed that most of the time the prayers that are not answered is not motivated by love? If your prayers are not motivated by love, God will not answer it. If your prayers are motivated by competition, God, give me this because he has it, God will not give you. So quickly, as we get ready to close and pray, let's go and look at six factors that hinders our prayers because we can't talk about wanting our prayers to be answered and not look at the hindrances. Six factors that hinders our prayers. Number one is living in darkness. Number one factor is living in darkness. First John chapter one, verse five. 1 John chapter 1, verse 5. It says, This then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. You can't live in darkness and expect God to answer your prayers. He won't do it because God is light. God is light and in him is no darkness at all. So if your prayers are motivated by darkness, God won't answer them. If your prayers are motivated by witchcraft, God won't answer them. Number two factor that hinders our prayers is lack of fellowship 
lack of fellowship. Lack of fellowship. The same first John chapter 1, verse 6. It says, if we say that we have fellowship with him, we walk in darkness and lie and do not the truth. Lack of what? Fellowship. We have to be men and women who fellowship one with another. Because fellowship is of God. You see, light and darkness do not mix together. Light works with light. Darkness works with darkness. Number three factor that hinders our prayers is unrepentant heart. And that's in verse seven. Everything we are looking at is in that scripture. Verse seven. It says, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Cleanses us from how many sins? How many? All. So, if your prayers are going to be answered, you have to have a repentant heart. You know, there are some Christians who say, as for this one, I will never forgive him. I will never, 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 never forgive him. Do you want your prayers to be answered? Forgive. Repent of unforgiveness and God will answer your prayers. Number four is living in deception. Number four is living in deception. First John chapter one, verse five. It says, if we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Living in deception. Verse eight. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive who? Ourselves and the truth is not in us. Do you know there are some people who can just live in denial? <laughs> I don't know about you. When we were young, you know, when you come back from school, you run to the kitchen and put your hand in your mother's soup and steal some meat. I know you people are very holy people. You didn't do anything like that, but I did. So you put your hand in the soup and take some meat because, you know, in those days, it's only the fathers who eat the big meat. <laughs> the children don't get no meat. So you go and you put your hand in the soup, take meat, and then once you put, you put the meat and you start eating, your mommy shows up in the kitchen and says, what are you doing? You put your hand behind your back and the chicken is everywhere on your lips and in your mouth. And they ask, what are you doing? Say, That's living in deception and in denial. 
You have been caught. Just say, oh, sorry, mommy. I say, let me see what's behind you. Say, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. You've been caught red-handed, but you are living in deception. Living in deception hinders your prayers. Number five is unconfessed sins. First John chapter one, verse nine. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. He cleanses us from how many? All unrighteousness. That is if we confess our sins. Confessing your sins, you don't have to go and look for a priest in a box somewhere and start confessing your sins. That's not what the Bible is saying. You don't even have to confess it to your pastor. Amen? <laughs> because I'm a man just like you. We confess our sins to God. Not to man. Because man cannot forgive you of the sins that you commit against God. It's only God who can forgive you your sins. So when we sin, we confess our sins quickly, instantly to God. Most of us here were Catholics before. I used to be a Catholic. As a matter of fact, I have a a Catholic nun in my family. Uh, two sisters, right? Two sisters up is a Catholic nun. Strong one. I've tried to convince her several times that she must follow the Bible, but she's strong mind. But listen, confessing your sins to a Catholic priest in a box doesn't mean your sins are forgiven. They say, um, Father, forgive me, I've committed sin this week, I've committed this and that and that sin, and then the Father will say, okay, go and say the rosary 10 times, Hail Mary. No, no. Hail Mary cannot save you. Hail Mary cannot forgive you of your sins. The only one who can forgive you of your sins is God. Number six, the last factor that hinders our prayers is lack of the word. Lack of the word. Can I say this? Any prayer you pray that has no foundation in the word of God is just feelings. And God does not answer our feelings. Every prayer you pray has, must have a foundation in the word. If it has no root in the word, God is not obligated to answer your prayers. So 1 John chapter 1 verse 10, it says, If we say that we have not seen, we make him a liar, and the word is not in us. The word is not in us. So when we come to God, we come to God on the basis of his word. You say, Father God, you said this in your word. 
So I come on the basis of that word. And once you come on the basis of that word, he can't deny you. For us parents here, if your children want to corner you, they will say, Daddy, you promise you're going to buy me this when I do this. Right? Now, they've come to you on the basis of what you said. And because you have promised, you have to fulfill it. The same applies to God. Every time we come to God on the basis of his word, he has no choice than to fulfill it. So when you come praying, your prayer must be rooted in the word. You say, Father, you say, none shall be barren in the land. So that is his word. You said, Father, you said all the sicknesses from Egypt will be taken far away from us. That is word. Father, you said you are the God that healeth me. So therefore, I come on the basis of your word. Heal me, O God. And he has no choice than to heal you. He said, Father, you have said in your word, I shall be the head and never the tail. On the basis of his word, he has no choice than to say, yes, my son, I will do what I have said in my word. Hallelujah. Finally, as we close, Matthew chapter 7, verse 7 to 11. I read two more scriptures and then we'll pray. Matthew chapter 7 from verse 7 to 11. Please listen to this carefully. Jesus said, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Verse 8. It says, for everyone, for everyone that asks, receiveth. And everyone that seeketh, findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be open unto him. Verse 9. Now this is very important now. Verse 9 is very key. Jesus said, Or what man is there if, whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father, which is in heaven, give you things, give good things to them that ask him? So Jesus is, 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 is comparing and contrasting the difference between us and God. Jesus is saying, we are evil. Men are evil. The Bible says that the heart of man is desperately wicked. So that means in man, there is evil. There is wickedness. Man is sitting with you now, telling you you are my best friend. But guess what? They have some ulterior plans going on. It said, like, 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 like Peter, they say, Jesus, 
I will stay with you to the cross. And Jesus said, by the time the cock crows thrice, you would have denied me three times already. So there is evil in man, but no, notice Jesus saying that if you who is man is evil, you know how to give good gifts to your children. If your children ask you for bread, you will not give them stone. Now you who is evil know how to give good gifts. Give bread to your children when they ask you for bread. You don't give them stone. Now Jesus is saying that how much more your father who is in heaven. So that means if men give you what you ask, guess what? When you ask God to shut the heavens, he will do it. When you ask God to open the heavens, he will do it. When you ask God to fill his house with souls, he will do it. When you ask God, heal this person, he will heal. When you ask God, you start praying. If there is a particular geographical location that is full of violent crimes, you begin to pray that, Lord, let your glory fill that area. Let the violent crime stop. Guess what? God will do it. Because you are praying according to his will. So Jesus said, ask. The problem is many Christians don't ask. Now somebody said, but why should I ask if God is all-knowing? God wants to teach you what it means to ask and to receive. Sometimes you buy things for your children, but you still expect them to ask you before they can eat it. You've bought it for them. You're just, you're just training them. You're just teaching them. It's not that the things you've bought is for you. It's for them. But you have to teach them how to ask before they can receive it. What you're doing is teaching them process process. So God is saying ask. Whatever you are believing God for, ask. Ask. Whatever you are looking for, God said seek and you'll find. He said knock and the door will be open. Finally, as we close, John chapter 14, verse 13 and 14. John chapter 14, from verse 13 to 14. This is Jesus speaking. Jesus said, and whatsoever you shall ask in my name. Not in the name of a church. Not in the name of a pastor. Not in the name of a prophet. Not in the name of an apostle. But in whose name? In whose name? In the name of Jesus. This is the difference between Christianity and all other religions. 
Somebody will say from a different religion, say, I'm praying for you. But that prayer will never be answered because the prayer is not going through the right prayer protocol. So Jesus said, whatsoever. Now, the whatsoever here is qualified by the will of God. And it has to have its foundation in the word. I can't pray now and say, uh, whatsoever. So, Father, take her, her uh, spectacle and give it to me. <laughs> that's, that's not, it's, it's not in line with whatsoever. Are you following what I'm saying? Now say, oh, now, Jesus said whatsoever. So, I'm now just, uh, somebody is driving a nice car. I claim it. I claim it. No, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> It doesn't Say, die by fire. I claim, die by fire. Be raptured now. Die. Let me take your car. It doesn't happen that way. <laughs> the whatsoever there must be on the basis of his word. Jesus said, whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. That will I do. So Jesus is just waiting for us to ask so he can do what we are asking in accordance to God's word. Jesus said, whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. That means he has the power to fulfill your request. Jesus has what it takes to approve your request. Jesus said, whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So God wants to glorify himself in the Son by fulfilling your prayer request. God is not a wicked God. He doesn't want to keep you, you waiting forever. No. No, he wants to give you now. Amen. Amen. Verse 14. It says, if you shall ask anything. Oh, powerful. Anything in my name, I will what? Who will do it? Who will do it? Jesus. But you see, the anything here also has to be qualified. The whatsoever and the anything has to be qualified. It has to be founded on the word. If you shall ask anything in my name, I, Jesus, I will do it. I will. Do. So when you come to Jesus on the basis of his word and say, Jesus, you said if I ask anything, you will do it. Therefore, on the basis of your word, I ask that you heal that brother. Provide for that sister. Heal that family. There are families maybe around you Every time you're hearing, fighting in that house, every time police, every time police, every weekend police, 
They call police to that house. Pray for that house. Pray for them. Pray for their salvation. There is no one who cannot be reached by the love of God. Recently, a young man, I'm calling him a young man as if I'm an old man, has just declared his faith in God, doing exploits, known globally, and many people are questioning whether this is true or not. I was telling my wife, this is the Paul of today, the Paul in the Bible that persecuted Christians. God has found himself a Paul of today. You see, God doesn't need to ask you permission before he saves someone. Just like Nebuchadnezzar, God have to take him to the forest for seven years and, 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 and learn how animals behave. And then after Nebuchadnezzar came out, Nebuchadnezzar said, indeed, there is a God who rules in the affairs of men. There is a sovereign God. This man has gone, he served the God of the world, he served fame, he's seen it all. Now he's saying, I'm using all to serve God. And there are some religious bigots who are questioning his true conversion. Who are you to determine who comes to Christ and who doesn't come to Christ? Upon all your religiosity, what have you done for the kingdom of God? How many souls have you won for Jesus? We just went to a church recently over the weekend and for the first time, they've put the Christian um, statistics of viewership on the world map, 4.17 million people viewed live. It's never happened before in Christianity. Upon all those who think they are very anointed and they sweat and they have not reached one million before. Are you following what I'm saying? This person has been used by the devil. Now God is using him. Why don't we pray for him? Why don't we pray for him? That through him, many more will be raised. Many millions, billions of Christians will be reached. So it's time for us to pray for the world. And as we do that, God will answer our prayers in Jesus' name. Did you receive it tonight? Let's give Jesus some praise. Hallelujah. Let's rise up on our feet. We want to pray. In Jesus' name.
Father, we thank you for your presence. Thank you for answers to our prayers. Thank you for giving us testimonies. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's give Jesus some praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293 Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. The Word of God says, Is any sick among you? Let them call on the elders of the church and let them pray for them, and the prayer of faith will make them whole. If you are sick in any part of your body and need healing, why not join us for the next special healing school, Saturday the 7th of December at 6.30 p.m. at Solution Chapel International, home of signs, wonders, and miracles. Barnfield Road, Northgate Crawley, West Sussex, RH10-8DS. Please call 07938-494-294 or visit solutionchapel.org for further details. The Special Healing School, Saturday the 7th of December, is free and open to everyone. Come and receive your healing.